This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Early edition of the show. Thank you for stopping by. Gordon and I have a lot to talk about. Baseball, hockey, football, basketball. We'll go to work. And we invite you to join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Brian the Brain and Thomas TB 987 Bauer. We're here until 8.30 when we kick off our coverage of Miami and Boston NBA Conference Finals here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, is that you? Larry, welcome back. I was a little worried, Larry. I was a little worried. I was joking Were last you? week that uh, with that Max Scherzer news, I was not, first the it was the Degrom news that he was still <laughs> healing. I said, "Oh, that's not good." Larry might might we might not see Larry for a while. And then they follow that up with the Max Scherzer out two months when it seemed like after that game that he was, eh, you know, maybe miss a start, miss two, and instead it'll be July before you see him. But it's good to see you, my friend, or good to hear you, I should say. It's good to be seen and heard, Gordon. And let me just share this with you. You know how you go away for vacation to relax? No stress. You want to relax. You want to just have a good time. You and the wife, anniversary, celebrated our 12th anniversary while we were away. Congratulations. Thank you. And, uh, you know, several things. But let let me, I get ahead of myself. I have so much to tell you, Gordon. Let let, let, let me get ahead. (laughs) Let me me take it one one thing at a time. So you're you're stress-free. You're away. You want to just relax. And Gordon, we're, we're out of the country. Mm-hmm. So you have to take a COVID test to get back in. That's a big test. That's a, that's a big test that you've, that's as big a test as you've had in quite some time, my friend. It's a long time since we left school. So that's a big test right there. Gordon, the stress level. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> the stress yeah. level, Gordon, of, wait a minute. Am I going to be able to get back in the country? Right. Well, yeah. I have to stay longer. Oh, Gordon, that we were stressed. You're supposed to relax on vacation. Stress, stress. That's number one. Number two, so I'm not going to name the hotel chain because they don't advertise. Mm -hmm. But Gordon, they're shysters. Oh, no. And let me explain to you why. Oh, no. Did you know there are like five different ESPNs and nine different TNTs? Because upstairs in my room... On ESPN, there wasn't. You couldn't find the basketball game. You what? couldn't find the Rangers. You couldn't find the hockey on TNT. But downstairs at the bar, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh look, I'd li- sweetie, I'd like to go up to the room and just relax up there. But oh. it, you know, this is where the game is being shown. Oh, oh baby, I saw. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so walking down after frustration. I'm walking down to the bar, mm-hmm. and guess what I hear. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. I thought it was in the garden. Ranger fans watching the game. Nice. So, well, they, they did their best to keep them out of the arena down there. <laughs> yeah, sure did. I mean, that was outrageous. <laughs> I mean, the outrageous things that they And not only are you not allowed in, you're not allowed to buy tickets. If we find out you bought tickets, we're taking the tickets and we're not it's refunding you the money. That's, a, that's theft. That yeah, is absolute it is. theft. It is. I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, okay, I get it. You want your, you do you? Could you imagine if the Jets and Giants did that? There'd be nobody in the stands. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. No, I mean, at the end of the, it was like the Home Depot years ago. 
we would we would go there, and one time there was something up on a high shelf, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, you know, can you get me that thing down from the high shelf?" And the guy working there is, "Well, you know, it'll, it'll be a little while. I got to get this. I got to do that." I said, "You know, the, the point is to sell the stuff, right? Like here I am, want, willing to buy it. Like the tickets, it's it's about selling the tickets. Whoever buys them, mm-hmm. it buys them. It's about selling them. But apparently not down in Carolina." Apparently not. So, and I'm I'm a little disappointed about my 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 home state. That, that's a bad job by them. That's a bad, bad job, job by the hurricanes. Yeah, no bad question. job by the hurricanes. But you know, listen, I, I guess I guess they want to make sure they have home money. <laughs> I guess the, I, I guess, guess so. Ranger money is no good to them, even though it's green. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. But anyway, glad to be back. And um, we tackled this yesterday, Gordon. And there's another part of this Josh Donaldson Tim uh, Anderson situation that Major League Baseball has. Made a ruling. They announced earlier today, it was broken on the Michael K. show, MLB has completed the process of speaking to the individuals involved in this incident. There is no dispute over what was said on the field, regardless of Mr. Donald's intent. The comment he directed towards Mr. Anderson was disrespectful and in poor judgment, particularly when viewed in the context of their prior interactions. In addition, Mr. Donaldson's remark was a contributing factor in a bench-clearing incident between the teams and warrants discipline. So... He has been suspended for a game whenever, and he's appealing, which you can do in baseball. So he's appealing. So we'll see what happens. And the statement I read was from Michael Hill, MLB Senior Vice President for On-Field Operations. And, you know, we had this discussion yesterday. And it's an interesting discussion, but it's a discussion that really we can only uh, guess because there's several factors here. First of all, as I said yesterday, I don't know Josh Donaldson. I'm in no position to call him a racist or not. I have no clue. That's number one. Number two, here's what I do know. There's something different about this interaction between the two of them that they've had previously because he hasn't reacted like this previously. So something else is is amiss there, okay? The other thing that is real interesting to me, and I think people are kind of missing it, and maybe I'm missing it. So I'll just tell you what it meant to me. When I heard the statement from Tim Anderson that he was going to be the next Jackie Robinson and bring fun to the game, I took it to mean that Jackie Robinson stole bases. He stole home. There was a enthusiasm about him. He liked to run the bases. He liked to play, you know, with, with a certain you know, a certain flair, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what he was. I... <laughs> I, I I don't know Tim Anderson, but I think I can stretch my mind to say that he wasn't trying to compare himself to Jackie Robinson, the man, where he's saying, boy, this is going to be fun to be called the N-word and to be and to have your teammates not want to be in the same room with you and to not be able to sleep in the same hotel with your teammates and not be on the same bus with your teammates. I kind of figured that that's not what he was talking about, that he was talking about the flair that Jackie Robinson brought to the game of baseball by him stealing bases and, and being the showman that he was. So all this the speculation and stuff is interesting to me, and I think I'm very interested to see what Major League Baseball is going to do going forward because I do think if they are saying, that if they are saying that they are trying to legislate the type of language that is used in during competition, that's going to be tough to deal with. 
Yeah, well, I was on the air Saturday while that incident took place. And, you know, at the time, you don't know what is said, but you know that these guys don't like each other from the from the previous uh, incident that they had. I, I don't know. I still don't know if they've had any other incidents before that. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's being portrayed as this has been some long simmering feud bef- between these two guys. I don't know that that's to be the case. I don't believe that that's the case. I think it's just from the last series mm-hmm. uh, and, and the incident at third base. So, look, when it first got announced after the game and I was off the air, that Tony LaRusa said what instigated it was that Josh Donaldson had a had said something racist. Obviously, your ears perk up and say, oh, my God, well, I mean, that's outrageous. What did he say? And then when you find out what it was, I, 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 maybe it's because I'm a white guy and I haven't had to deal with this. I got to be honest with you, it didn't seem like that big of a – I really kind of stretched to find how that would be what it was when he referred to himself that way. Now, look, do I think that Josh Donaldson was trying to get under Tim Anderson's skin? Absolutely. Do I think he was being a little bit of a jerk about it? Absolutely. Do I think he was kind of breaking chops for to say, yeah, maybe a little bit, but doing it to, to kind of aggravate the other guy as well? Yeah. But I was a little surprised that it's been this big of a story considering that it just kind of feels like everything has to be a federal case, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that Donaldson's... Um, Again, like unless you can get inside his head, you don't know whether or not that's the way he intended it. I don't believe that that's the way he intended it. But on the other side of things, I can understand where Tim Anderson took offense to that. And, and, and I think both guys, I don't think either guy is being malicious in the way that they came about it. But I kind of agree with you. If baseball is now going to try to legislate what is said on the field between people, uh, I think that they're getting it, you know, it's kind of a sticky wicket. And uh, I, I just think that it was the type of thing that, Donaldson, I think, did not intend for the way that it was taken. Uh, he apologized afterwards. He tried to provide context. Uh, and I think that it just kind of feels like everything's got to be a federal case now. And I don't really think that this was one that warranted it. One game, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He'll probably still have to, to deal with it. But you know what? Like the thing about Jackie, well, I think people are missing it. Remember uh, Harold Miner? The basketball mm-hmm. player Harold Miner. Yep, baby Jordan. When he came, baby Jordan, right? You think mm-hmm. that that guy didn't have to hear about baby Jordan? Like, okay, baby mm-hmm. Jordan. You know, I think that that's the context of breaking chops that guys do, right? Like, if you have a friend that has a nickname, generally that nickname is not like a positive thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually you know the guy fell down the stairs one time. Oh, hey, staircase over here. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's the way that Josh Donaldson meant it. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. It's just the way that I'm reading it from afar. As you said, I don't know Josh Donaldson from a hole in the wall, but he'll serve this. I'm sure he'll probably have to serve the one game, and then I think we can all move on. I don't think that it's – I hope so. It's not the – you know, I think that people – a lot of people that have reaction to this have things on their mind already, and they're using this as a way to get those things out. And it ne- doesn't necessarily have to do with the actual incident that took place. I agree with that, and and I just think – once again, not being there, but right. it, it's either it's either one of two things because we're all speculating, so I'll speculate mm-hmm. as well. It's either, okay, I'm done with you calling me that and I'm not trying to hear that. You know how mm-hmm. the same example you give and this one day that you're just like, you're really Absolutely. done with hearing it, okay? You've been saying this since 2019. That's three years, okay? I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Now, 
I don't know whether he has said this to him before. Exactly. I don't have enough details to go on it. You right? know, where he said this to him before, Anderson said, look, I'm done with that. Don't call me that anymore. And no, and Donaldson would say, hey, 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 got him. So I'm right. call him again. Or, 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 Gordon, was it something said in addition to that? Mm-hmm. There's got to be something different. The, the only thing I can hang my hat on is there's not been, they've played each other multiple times. Absolutely. Okay? They there's have to have had be some interactions, right? Yeah, but there's something with Saturday that was different because he was the way he responded, mm-hmm. and his teammates, and and clearly, Josh Donaldson Josh Donald is not going to win teammate of the year in the Major League Baseball. No, I think he, I think that kind of yeah, like I, he definitely has the reputation. Um, of being a little bit, you know, I, I don't know, right? There, there's words I want to use, but mm-hmm. I can't use it. So I'll just say a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But does that mean that he was being malicious here as well? I don't know. And don't it just, know. You know what's weird to me is I find it either one of two things. He either, people are saying that he used Jackie as a, as a, as a racist term. Either he's been holding that in his head since 2019, and then use this time to throw that out there to aggravate this guy. Or this is something that he's kind of done before and it, it's not been an issue. So I don't know which one of those two things it is. I, I don't, I, I really could be both. Just, it could be, I guess, maybe. It just baseball players, I've said this many times. I've said it to you, I'm sure. Baseball players have extremely long memories, like psycho weird long memories about incidents and things. And so is it possible he's been holding on to this since what was it? When did the article come out? Twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. I mean that's 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 yesterday in baseball terms. Exactly. Exactly. There's guys who hold on to things a whole lot longer than that. There's no question about it. So I, once again, I'm not ready to label him a racist. I can't because I don't know. I I have to, you know, it makes me wonder now, okay, what was the next thing? Because I've never, I haven't heard anything about it, right? Right. And, and the other scary thing, and I said this also yesterday, Gordon, is, you know what? When you start talking about, you have to be very careful because it, when it's, when people cry racism a lot, Gordon, it waters down when Absolutely. there's really something that is, that fits Absolutely. that category. Yeah. And so, Right now, I'm not going to say nothing happened because clearly Anderson was no, offended. Absolutely. All right, yeah. So, yeah. so there's something something got him to that reaction, but I'm not ready to make that leap yet because I don't have enough information. But uh, you know, I just get worried because we we use that. Oh, that's racist. That's racist. And then something comes up. It's like, oh well, that can't be racist because we did this, and it was it's not like that. And then you start comparing, and you know you you can't do that. So so that's my concern with this. So. It's going to be interesting, and, and hopefully we'll we'll come to a conclusion about what you know what's going to happen with this. And if he does serve the one game suspension, like you said, hopefully we'll move on. But I got to tell you, he, I understand now why uh, Cashman said we need a little edge in the clubhouse. Oh boy, <laughs> how much edge? How much edge do you? I need a little less edge. Oh little less. boy, yeah. And Kay made an interesting comment earlier, Gordon, about, you know, how did the teammates look? You know, the teammates already had their eyebrows raised because of Donaldson's comments about Garrett Cole. And yeah. so now you're sitting here, you're like, okay, what's going on? I will say this. I don't believe he used it in a racist way, mm-hmm. but I got to be honest, and, and maybe this has happened and I just haven't noticed, the fact that his his teammates, his, his African-American teammates, have not come out and said something about, you know, to kind of defend him in some way, mm-hmm. a little surprising to me. 
Even and, it's not, and it's not on them to do that. No, it's not. But they the don't fact, have to. you know, that, that's not. A, I'm not saying that's a negative on them. Exactly. I'm saying that's a exactly. negative for Donaldson. Exactly. And even what, what, what did what did Aaron Boone say? I wouldn't have said that. Right. Yeah. Even even for even for said that. And for yeah. him, that's a major statement. Absolutely. Gordon. Yep. You you nailed it. That's 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 not Joshy. I understand mm-hmm. Joshy. I've known Josh. I've known Donnie a long yep, time. JD yep. or whatever. I've known. He's not that. That wasn't that. <laughs> no, it was not. That wasn't that. Solo shot, first inning. Love it. That price tag keeps going up, my friend. That's keep good. I want. I want it as high as humanly possible. <laughs> keep cranking it up. Because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Larry, we're talking about people being offended by things said and done. I'm offended tonight by that Yankee lineup. <laughs> Isaiah kind of Falefa is batting fifth, Larry. I know. Glaber's hitting cleanup. <laughs> Aaron Hicks is batting sixth. There's there not go. a colder. The three guys hitting behind Aaron and Hicks have to be saying to this, oh, wait, I'm hitting behind that guy? <laughs> I can't hit above him? <laughs> Tells you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Tells you a lot. Hey, all season long, listen to 98.7 ESPN for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, brought to you by our friends at Nissan. Hey, Nissan's an easier choice than ever with their exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. Now get great offers across their full line. Shop at your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com. Good to see a couple of, of folks in, in your uh, up on the roster, Gordon. Esteban Floreal. Hey, yeah, look, we, I mean, Aaron, I said to someone over the weekend after watching one of Aaron Hicks at bats, Aaron Hicks is making Gary Sanchez look like Tony Gwynn. Uh, that's how bad he has been at the plate has, has, has not can't. I mean, he's basically a designated walker. He, he yeah. walks, but he can't get hits. And even when he does get hits, he has no power. I think he still has two extra base hits for the entire season. Unbelievable. Two. He's and he's not been a guy that's rested a bunch or missed time on the IL or anything like that. Nope. Nope. You're right. You're right. Let's go to the phones before we discuss the uh, pitching for both these teams. 1-800-919-3776. Let's begin with uh, Gary and Harrison. Hey, Gary, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's up, guys? Josh Donaldson is definitely a major troublemaker, you know, but, you know, and but he put himself in a really bad position by saying what he did, you know, and I'm sure he regrets it. But it, they, I have a different point how white people and black people are treated differently in this in this country. It, the thing that Charles Barkley said the other night to those fans that were heckling him, that he would go to their house and sleep with their mother if they didn't shut up. And I think he used, like, you know, very foul language, too. If any white guy on TV would have said that, he would have got suspended. He would have had to apologize. It would have maybe ruined his career. But black people are allowed to say things like that, and a white guy has to Well, Gary, first of all, first of all, Gary, it. hold on, hold on. Let's not make generalizations. I don't think I could say something like that. <laughs> I'll tell you that right ESPN now. Larry, don't get, try it. <laughs> and, and, and still have my job. There no. are certain people on right. both. Charles of, Barkley of, is, a, is a category yeah. of one. No question. And, yeah. and, you know, there's other people. You know, there's things that folks like Howard Stern has said that got him off radio to put him on satellite radio. Thanks for the call, Gary. So let's not make generalizations about white people and black people. One can do this, one double standard and all that stuff. It's individually based, my friend. Yeah. I guarantee and, and you. And here's the difference. What was the reaction of the crowd at the game? They cheered them, probably. They cheered. They laughed. They were, you know, they're breaking chops. It's clearly a breaking chops situation. No, you know, like they say on the K show, Captain Literal Man. Don't be Captain Literal. He's not actually going to do that. He's breaking chops. He's having a fun time with the fans, and they loved it. There's a completely different reaction to what Josh Donaldson said. So it's, it's, it's a little bit uh, apples and oranges. And, and, and Charles Bar- there's a reason why Charles Barkley is who he is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 
he's the one guy who can he, that that speaks his mind and says whatever, and, and nobody really has an issue with it. No, doesn't. And there's My, been times where Charles has gotten into hot water. There's as no well. question. Absolutely. And, and you know what? And it's you know what? There might have been the the thing he got in the hottest water for Gordon, which is strange. I'm not a role model. Yeah, <laughs> he did get it a lot. How about that? Yeah. Out of all the things that he's ever done, I mean, this guy punched people, the bars, right, throwing oh, people through plate glass windows, you know. But but out of everything, I'm not a I'm not an uh, I'm not a role model. It's probably the biggest problem he's had to walk back from in his career. Mike's in Hawthorne. What's up, Mike? Hi guys, thanks so much for taking my call. You know, I I wanted to come from a little bit different angle. Uh, everybody's been talking about the word racist, okay, and the label and the connotation and what it means. When Tony LaRusso put that out, you know, everybody's been speculating all day. I've been listening to the different programs, and everything is speculation. But when Tony LaRusso put that out, the word racist, that never goes away. That will stay with Josh Donaldson for the rest of his life. No matter what he does after baseball or in baseball, he has been labeled a racist on the national level in front of the whole world. That label never goes away. What do you guys think about this? I don't know if he has been labeled that, though. Like, I know that that's what this thing is right now, but I don't know that he has to carry that scarlet letter for the rest of his life because I think a lot of people kind of dispute what, you know what I mean? I think it has people are coming from it a different perspective, so I don't know necessarily that that's something he's going to carry with him. Thanks for the call, Mike. I don't think he's going to carry that with him the rest of his yeah. career. I really don't. He's got other issues that he's got to worry about, and that is the fact that he is a guy who – you know what, Gordon? Everybody knows who he is yeah. as far as what he does on the baseball diamond. The, 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 he is that guy that if he's on your team, you love him. You love him. And if he's on the opposition team, you can't stand it. He's that guy that pushes the buttons. He's that guy that says the things to get under other people's skin. That's who he is. And and that's why he was brought here, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Cashman's own thing, to give a certain edge to this clubhouse. So I don't know what kind of edge he was looking for. Maybe he wanted a harder tone. I, I don't know. But that's what he is. And everybody knows who he is. He's got a reputation. So you know, that that's the reputation that you'll have with Josh Donaldson. And here's the thing that, that I think is, is interesting, what Major League Baseball has done, is they're using him – to send a message to other people. And that is similar to what's happened in the National Football League. Because Gordon, now in the National Football League, if you say anything racist, you you can suspend it. It's clear. They've done that. And you know why they had to do that? Because people were saying racist things on the (laughs) field, and it was becoming a problem. It was leading to fights, and it was leading to other things that, hey, guess what? Football doesn't want to see. And baseball didn't want to see that. And for me, the key thing in that statement was it led to an on-field situation. That's what they don't want. That's the thing. That's the bottom line here for them. They didn't say it was racist. They haven't made a statement on it. They haven't said that what he said was racist or not. What they said was very clearly, Donaldson has admitted that he said these things before. He's admitted that he said them, and it led to an on-field situation, a bench-clearing situation, which nobody wants to see. That's the issue. And you know what's funny? I think that actually, it, outside of this, that 
Tim Anderson's personality is a little bit like Josh Donaldson's, but you know, they both kind of carry an edge with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that's probably why this blew up the way that it did to the extent that it did. Yeah, I agree. Riding with you until NBA coverage, Boston and Miami and Gordon. I I had this discussion with Alan Hahn yesterday. And of course we were on opposite ends of the spectrum as we were when we followed each other nights. And so his attitude yesterday was, oh, man, you know, Miami's got to win this game. they got to hold on to win this game. They have this big lead, 20-plus points. You know, they're going to be down. You know, they're going to be down. You know, after, you know, you can't lose this game. And my attitude is, Boston, Boston, you can't lose this game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've come from this far down. You've got Butler out. You've got Hero on the bench with a a wrap that looks like there's a head inside uh, on his knee with ice. You you got to find a way to win this game, and it, it was just a it was just an unbelievable game on Saturday. So we'll see what happens tonight. Coverage begins at eight thirty here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Well, Boston better win this game tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Right, that's go down three one sure. to the Heat. Like the Heat, I don't think that the Heat. I think most people view the Heat. They're not the most talented team in the world. Mm-hmm. We don't think we don't view them even at this stage as they're a team that's a title right. contender. No, but you got to take it from them, man. They ain't gonna yeah. give it to you. That's right. That's for sure. And it's official. Marcus Smart is out of the game tonight against the Heat. And so Robert Williams and Marcus Smart will not play. We already know that Tyler Hero's not playing for Miami. And Jimmy Butler's going to give it a go. You know, game time decision for Jimmy Butler. Oh, Robert Williams will play. Okay, good. So we got an update there. All right, excellent. Because originally he wasn't going to play. He was probable. So now he will give it a go. So that listen, they need him because uh, Bam Adebayo started to be Bam Adebayo <laughs> in in the last game. Yeah. So they need him. They need somebody to kind of keep him honest on the boards. Set back to the phones. Artie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? You're next on ninety-eight seven. Hey guys, how are you? Hey. Artie. Okay, so I got the Mets on the way. I think they're on a good track. The Rangers. Mm-hmm. So now I'm worried about my Knicks and my Jets. And even though the Jets have Good, you know. I love what Douglas is doing. You still worried the quarterback situation? I called on it. Bothers me, and it bothers me more because the Colts, okay, just signed Nick Foles. Okay, so all right, I wanted Mayfield. I know that's a stretch. He's he's with the Browns. They're going to keep him because they don't know about. But how, how do you let Foles go to the Colts? You have uh... money. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't want somebody to come in and compete with this kid. Mike White. They yeah. got. They got their guy. They got Flacco. That's the guy. That that's the, the veteran leader guy. They're not looking for anybody to challenge him in terms of talent or push him in terms of talent. They're just looking for that wise old vet who can tell them stories about the the glory days. All right. Listen, I, I realize the Giants won the Super Bowl with Hassan. So it could happen. And even with Foles, it happened because nobody knew who the hell Foles was. And it could happen with, I guess, Flacco. It would have shocked me. Yeah, it would shock me. But, I mean, still, I mean, you're, you're right there. And you're weak. You know what they say about the weakest link, right? Yep. And, and, and I know Mike White threw for 450 yards, but come on. Okay, that's one thing. And then the Knicks, okay? Yes. They have a young Barrett I like. And Toppin, I like, but they're not superstars. And I don't see them being superstars. I even think Toppin has more of a chance. You got a kid in Dillard and Mitchell who could be pulled away without giving those two, Barrett and Toppin. You could have anybody else you want. 
including all the picks you want. And I could have either Dillard or um, Mitchell. You mean is Lillard? Is it possible? And, and you, you think Rose Lillard? is making that call because he's doing nothing. Well, what is Rose doing? Well, Artie, Artie, breathe for a second. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then here's the thing. If yeah. I'm Utah, you, I'm going to make you give me whatever I can get from you for Donovan Mitchell because here's what I know. You want Donovan Mitchell. You right. let, let, let me paraphrase a few good men. You need Donovan Mitchell on that court. You want Donovan Mitchell on that court. Okay, right. I'm going to want R.J. Barrett. And the problem that the Knicks have already in this situation, and thanks for the phone call, my friend, is, Gordon, they can't give up too much and end up bringing back somebody that's got nobody to play with. Because then yep. you're, you're in the worst situation. You're in even, even worse situation. It's just a lateral move, right? I mean, yeah. if you're giving up all that talent – the, the, the guy gets here, and even though he's better than any of the singular players that you're giving up, you're, you're just making a lateral move at that point. I, I said on Saturday, to me, this is the offseason where Leon Rose either makes his, makes his money or is Loses completely exposed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because there are two guys. He's supposed to be the Wheeler Dealer guy, right? He's supposed yep. to be the guy that's got the connections around the league and all that type of stuff. Every time I look up, Donovan Mitchell is at some other New York function, right? He's at That's a right. Met game. He's at a Ranger game. Unless he flies a plane with a banner behind it over MSG, he can't make it any more clear he wants out of Utah. Yep. And then the other guy is Jalen Brunson. And I didn't know this until this weekend. Not only was Rick Brunson Leon Rose's first client, Leon Rose's son is Jalen Brunson's agent. Like, mm -hmm. if you're the connections guy, you will never get greater connections than these. Nope. So he's got to make it happen this offseason. He does. He does. He desperately does. And, um, you know, that would be a start. But once again, you can't give up everybody to get no. a person. Absolutely. Because then you've got the same problem that you have. Absolutely. Now, I was very disappointed, <laughs> as I mentioned my conversation with Alan Hahn yesterday, where he says, remember, that Leon Rose and, you know, uh, Julius Randle, the close agent, this, that. You know, so, I think I, I don't I don't see him going anywhere, Gordon. So that means that since he says he's happy here, that means that there's got to be a conversation. And here's where I agree with Alan. And you and I have said this and everybody who's a Nick fan knows it. OK, everybody in the Nick fan knows. it. Obviously, you need a point guard. And when you have a point guard, but Gordon, it's got to be a point guard that people respect. Mm -hmm. Does that make does that make sense? Yeah, that's why I don't think that they, you know, the eleventh pick in the draft is not going to get it. It, it's it, not it get can't it. be that. It can't be a young kid that comes in. It's no, got to be somebody who's got a little bit of a track record. You may have to move the eleventh pick. Oh, absolutely. I mean, why do you need a, Why do you need more youth on a team that already has seven, eight guys who are young? You may have to move it. You may have to move that pick. And and listen, I get it. We want to we want to ride with the kids. I, I understand it. I got it. you. Got enough kids. <laughs> you Absolutely. Got enough kids. They're, they're, they're not all going to be superstars, now. right? We got to find we got to find the path of who's going to actually make be difference makers. They're not exactly. all going to be difference makers. No, they're not. And you can't. You're going to keep all of them anyway, because mm -hmm. you got more draft picks coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, you're going to have to package them and, and get something where you can get a, a point guard that that's that Julius Randle will respect to to have will respect and have confidence that in, when I'm in position, I will get the basketball. And I just felt, and I said this to Alan, and he, he gave me the, hmm. 
and you and I discussed it. I felt the biggest thing was this was not Julius Randle's team. This became R.J. Barrett's team. And I don't know that Julius Randle felt comfortable here for most of the season, Gordon. I don't think he felt comfortable with Kimball Walker. I don't think he felt comfortable with Evan Fournier. And I don't think he felt comfortable with the ascension of R.J. Barrett because it kind of left him behind. Mm -hmm. And and I just, and, and because, and, and listen, I could be a thousand percent wrong. And it won't be the first time, <laughs> but I'm just going by his body language. Gordon, you act like he didn't want to be here. No, I mean, you, you don't have to be a body language expert to <laughs> to think that, right? I mean, when you're running up the court, giving the thumbs down and, and blowing off, you know, after celebrations, after wins and, and all that type of stuff, not talking to the media for a week and a half. I mean, all that. Tells you, told you a lot. Yep, absolutely. Told you a lot. Jose's in the Bronx. What's up, Jose? Hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. I love listening to you guys talk sports, man. Um, real quick, just on the Josh Donaldson uh, comment, mm -hmm. um, I tell you, when I heard it, and I'm a black guy from the Bronx, it didn't feel as if it was blatantly racist. But I think, you know, it wasn't like what Mason Rudolph was, you know, accused of doing or the other baseball mm -hmm. player who kind of made the uh, mocking Asian facial expressions who also got himself in trouble, but you do have to kind of like set a certain tone and kind of draw a real dark line because it could be kind of like that rolling clip where people would start saying things that, um, you know, you start leaning towards places where people could get offended and some things could really be said that could be, um, you know, really serious. So as much as I kind of feel as though he was trying to tweak them a little bit by calling them Jackie and mocking them that way, and it may not have been racist, you kind of have to err on the side of caution just because, of the times that we live and we know that that stuff still exists out there. So um, that's, that was really my only comment. And if, you know, if we don't get, by the way, I'm a big Nick fan. Mm -hmm. I would love to get a Donovan Mitchell in, but if we were to get a Brunson, I wouldn't be mad at that either. The guy has, you know, I think he has a great future and he'd be a great piece with the Knicks as well. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Well, Thank they, you. You're welcome. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Gordon, he's shown a lot and, and Brunson has really, taking the next step. I like what I've seen from him, his ability to also create for himself, create for the other team. And I think because he's playing with a guy who's, and I'm not comparing skill, I'm comparing positions. He's playing with another LeBron James who dominates the basketball. Oh, absolutely. All right. So mm -hmm. just imagine him with his ability to create for himself and to create for others with him being the dominant ball handler. I think he would be an excellent choice. Now, here's the obstacle here. If you're Dallas, you see that too. You're going <laughs> to want to keep him. Yep. Like, why would you let him go? Why would you let him go, Gordon? I mean, you want to lock him up. Mark Cuban is not a dumb guy. I've watched him on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, I, clearly they they are going to be the team that benefits the most from keeping him. So, I mean, it, nobody has to tell them more than what they already know. I mean, they're, they're the ones that are watching it firsthand of how, uh, how valuable he's been and the fact that, you know, they've seen the growth, right? He's a guy that a couple of years ago didn't look like this type of player, and now all of a sudden he – I mean, he's kind of been the breakout star of the NBA playoffs this year, or yeah. at least one of them for sure. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't see why they would let him go. But, again, he is unrestricted. So maybe, mm -hmm. you know, those hometown we'll hometown ties, 
Daddy. Got to get something done, man. Play on the Leon, team that Daddy played on. Leon don't want to talk to us. That's fine. You better get it done. Him. Can't have another offseason like last year. Don't talk to me. Talk to Brunson. Exactly. Don't talk to me. You don't have to say a thing to me. Get it Nothing. done. Get it done. At 1-800-919-3776. Also be a Twitter, as I mentioned, that hardest to ESPN, that Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore ah. 7 FM. We're here till the bottom of the hour, then we'll begin our coverage. It's Miami. It's Boston. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Already, as we mentioned, Marcus Smart is out for the Celtics, but Robert Williams will play. Tyler Hero is out for the Heat, but Jimmy Butler is going to give it a go. Still not sure what's uh, the situation with uh, Jason Tatum because of his uh, shoulder where he looked like it was all over and then uh, was able to come back but didn't seem like he wanted to shoot when he came back. And that's going to be an interesting thing to see tonight is because what, and this is what a lot of people say about Eric Spolster, right? And they talk about him. Now, I don't know if he's... (laughs) I don't know if he's top 10 all-time coaches, but he is an outstanding coach. And his him putting Tucker on Tatum in the last game was a major difference. And so now it's going to be interesting to see what Boston does to counter that move. Are they going to try to run him off some picks and screens? Uh, Tatum, that is. Are they going to just open it up and see if Tatum can take him off the dribble? Because he should be able to. So what is going to happen there? So you'll find that out at the bottom of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, you've been, uh, I I tell you, it's fascinating to watch these. It's fascinating to watch these series only in the aspect of the chess moves. Because to be honest, the games really haven't been that close. No, they've not. They've not been great games this year. They haven't. And... I I thought that Dallas had one chance to win a game, and that was last night, and they didn't do it. So now I don't know if they, they might be swept. Yeah, it does kind of seem that way. When you blow the game two like they blew game two, yep. Uh, yep. you can't you can't if you're not the better talent team, you can't also be you can't allow the other team to be the lucky team too. No. Uh, and so, yeah, it seems like they, they are probably going to get swept. When you're down 0-2, if you don't win that third game, you're probably not going to I mean, once you're down 0-3, no, no NBA team has ever come back from 0-3. Nope. So nope. I don't think that they're going to be the first. I don't either. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? Anything new going on in the sports world these days? <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> Uh, nope. Same old, same old, Buddha. Okay. All right. Wow. It's been two days of like the same topic forever. Jesus. You know, um, my sources told me that, um, you know, Zach Wilson has been loading up on prime rib and Makai Becton is playing his return to the Jets. You must you know? be excited. Yeah. He's planning his return. The only thing is, um, he doesn't know if he's going to have his starting job back. Yeah. <laughs> He might get. He might start standing at left tackle. They said, "No, no, no. You're over on the other side." (laughs) Salah doesn't know if he's going to get his job. Yeah, that would really be a problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who is this Robert Salah? Yeah, where's Rex Ryan been anyway? Does he still work for ESPN? I haven't seen him in months, man. Well, it's not football season. 
No, but they have all those guys on the get up and all that stuff. And he used to be on there in the mornings too. I was wondering if something happened to him, man. You know, I haven't seen him for a while. Nah, he's on vacation. Anyway, man, he's funny. You know what I mean? If he anything is, else, he's, definitely he's something else. You should cover him yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember he was on the sideline. Those were the good old days, man. Remember when they used to win football games, lad? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. What yeah. a novel idea. We go out here and Early we try in the to season, win. Too. God. Jeez, you mean between the Jets and their fans, and, uh, I just hope that they're, they're in the fourth quarter of a game. I mean, please, like, yo, when does that end, man? When, when do they say we're going to try to win? Win, win. Yeah. It's been like six years, man. Well, you know, we're building. We're building to what? Oh, please. Anyway, you know what? Listen, the Celtics might have blown it, man. You know what I mean? Let's be honest, man. They lost that game when Butler was out. You know, now Smart is out. You know, and, and it's lining up for for this NBA Finals to be absolutely. You want to talk about how the games have been blowouts? Listen here, man. If the if if they should get to the finals, they're getting swept straight up and down. You know that. Yes. With Boston, you know, it pains me to say I don't like Boston, but if they get there, it's a better series. They they have a chance to win, like, maybe two, even possibly mm-hmm. three games. Yep. But now you got Smart out tonight? I mean, listen here, man. Like, this is the stuff that irritates you about these teams nowadays, you know, and all this stuff with these players, man. Like, you sat there and let these guys get up there 20-something points of you in the first quarter in your own house. Right. And, you know, like, every time the game is a game, it's like, you're, you're down 15. You're try- I mean, they were down. Like the Celtics, if I was a Celtics fan, I would be mad at this team because, you know, they make it hard on themselves. You know, you're like, you can't keep going to seven games against every competition. You right. can't tell me the Bucks and the Heat are two equal teams or they're two of the same type of teams. You, you, they, should have, they should be up in this series, to be quite honest with you. It should be three zip. And, you know, they're going to mess around and lose here, man. If they lose lose this game tonight, it's over. They're out of it. You know that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's going to be tough, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And, you know, especially I was just shocked. And, and, you know, listen, as a Knicks fan, this is a series that you're looking at this series like, "Eh, okay. (laughs) Because I'm not rooting rooting for Boston. It's impossible to root for anybody, right? Miami. So, you know, you like, but who are you rooting for? You're, you're you're rooting for you're rooting to see who's going to win Dallas and Golden State. I guess. I mean, I, I can't. I find it hard to root for Golden State anyway. But Dallas, mm-hmm. I don't like Dallas either. Yeah, this this has been a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the last one. thing I Final need to see is Mark Cuban celebrating again. <laughs> so I guess it has to kind of be gold, like by default. Yeah, it has to be Golden State. It has to be Golden State. Yeah, you're probably right. Gordon, we've been we we've teased this, so I guess we should probably do it. Uh give me your thought process now on on what's happening with Chapman with this Achilles. Do you think he should go on the IL? What what what's going on with him? What's your well, thought process? Well, I, I saw a stat today. I wrote it down. I don't know where I wrote it down, but it's it was something along the lines of up until this year, the amount of fastballs that Araldus Chapman has thrown that have been below 95 miles in his entire career was like 50. Mm-hmm. And this year, the amount of fastballs he's thrown that have been below 95 have been about 20. Mm. So that tells me that he is not right. Yeah. So I don't know if it's an Achilles injury. I don't know if it's something else, if it's an accumulation of things. But clearly, he is not right right now. And the fact that you lost Chad Green for the season, all of a sudden mm-hmm. that Yankee bullpen has taken a couple of real – I mean, those are a couple of haymakers right now. Those are our major contributors. But – I think Chapman almost certainly has to go on the IL. Yeah. Like, 
at this point because you got to figure out what it is, even if it's just to kind of give him time to figure out what's wrong because right, right now it doesn't seem like he's solving it. I mean, his ERA in his last five outings is 16. Ooh. Ooh. That's and a problem. And a blown save, huh? Yeah, and, and look, it was for a little while there, it was – you could live with him because the things were rolling as the way they are, but if, if it's going to get back to reality and they're not going to win 11 out of every 12 games, you need your closer to be locked in, and he has not been, has not been locked in, and there's, there's been plenty of other guys who have been locked in. Now, Gordon, what's his contract situation? Is he up after this year? He's up after this year. He, I don't think he is. I think it's pretty clear. $17 million for him. He no, is not going to be done. here next year. He's no. going to be someplace else. Because, you. I mean, the Yankees, for whatever criticism people want to have of them, they crank out these relievers. I mean, they, they find a way. Um, if, if you had to put him on the IL and you had to go with Clay Holmes, I, I don't think you'd really miss a beat. Or King. Uh, or King, right. Uh, so mm-hmm. they are able to – kind of find these guys and develop these guys. And, and this year is as deep as any. But the problem with having a shaky closer is that, you know, if King struggles, at least you have a chance to still come back. If, right. if, if, if Holmes struggles, you still have a chance. When it's in the ninth inning, you don't, have, yeah. you don't really get that chance. Yeah, you don't have a there's, – there's no safety net. <laughs> no. And, he, and, and even when he was pitching satisfactorily, even when you were getting the results that you wanted, he wasn't really right. He didn't look right. And I don't know if it's a, if it's a, if he's also a culprit of the sticky stuff or, or what's going you. on there, but he's not right. So I would say that they should absolutely have him sit down for a little while and figure out what's going on because, you know, unlike Cole, Cole has struggled like tonight, but mm-hmm. his velocity has not been an issue. Mm-hmm. Like he's still hitting 98, 99. Chapman's velocity has been an issue. Is this just finally the results of that World Series with the Cubs catching up with him? I, I don't know. I, I don't think – I mean, he's not that old. Um, what is he, 33, 34? Yeah. I mean, I would not think that all of a sudden he has lost it. It doesn't seem like – he, he's not complaining. That's, that's of, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not complaining of, of issues with his arm or his elbow or his shoulder. Mm-hmm. but he has not – he's clearly not been the same guy so far this year. No, he really hasn't. He really hasn't. So, Gordon, it's very simple for me. Here's, here's how I look at Jacob DeGrom, okay? I don't want any updates. Don't tell me anything about him. Don't give me any updates until he's standing on a mound. When he's standing on a mound ready to I – don't, I don't even want long toss – when he's standing on a mound, ready to actually pitch, wake me and let me know. It I, seems I don't, like you're you're in the minority though on that because it I, seems like the, a lot of Met fans that I talk to. Well, when he's back, no. I, I, as long as he's back by no. this date or that date, he's pitched. He hasn't pitched since July. What are you talking about? As long as he's back by this date or that date, what I date? It's three hundred and twenty-two oh, days now that he's not pitched. And, and to me, the, the most glaring thing of the last update was that he is still healing. He's not healed, even from nope. the thing that happened in the spring. Nope. It's still nope. not gone. So when, if he, when he heals, if it pops up again, you'd have to think that's the season done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. yep. It, seems so. a very, it, it seems like they're walking a very narrow tightrope with him. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Again. So when he's on the and even when he's on the mound, there's no guarantee. Oh, but at least he's on the mound. 
Right. Well, last year he made, I think it was 15 starts. He averaged about 80 pitches per start. It wasn't like it was just the thing that popped up in July. It was before that as well. Mm -hmm. It was one thing. It was another thing. It was three separate incidents that he had, three separate injuries that he had. And the, 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 and the one that he had this spring was different than the previous three. So, yeah, I don't know how you can how you can pencil him in, even pencil him in for any point this year until you see some tangible proof that he is actually going to be able to throw a baseball and not come down with something. And so when I heard somebody say, well, he'll be back before Max Scherzer, I'm like, no, I've got confidence. Well, Scherzer will be back. Hope, you better hope not. <laughs> I'm, Scherzer will be back before DeGrom. <laughs> i got no worries about that. I'm sure. They're talking like six, eight weeks. I have no there's, – there's, I would be – shocked if Jacob DeGrom is even on a mound in six to eight weeks. Shocked. Well, shocked. even if he even if he somehow is, he might be gone again by the time that Scherzer comes back. Exactly. Exactly. No question about it. So uh, Scherzer, 15-day IL with the oblique. Trevor May, 60-day IL with the tricep. And the, the Tyler McGill is the really scary one for me, Gordon, because he did such a great job in for DeGrom. And so now uh, you've got him out. And so now your, your, your pitching is kind of getting, it's a little tight. So we got David Peterson on the mound tonight against Alex Cobb as the Mets start a series in Frisco. So that means uh, Don's going to be on his best behavior uh, for the next couple of nights because he and Nancy will be watching Mets and Giants. And I wonder how that is. I wonder if he, when the Mets score, what does he do? Does he just sit there and just like, he just, he just, he just sits there and very quiet. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he might get just a he might get a look, and uh, you yeah. know if he starts to uh-huh. get a little loud, he gets a look. And then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know what's down. next. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping downstairs with the kids. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, you know, I said this yesterday as well, Gordon. I, I, I'm, you had a big hit, but Lindor has been invisible over the past couple of weeks. I mean, what, what is he? What I saw the stat here. Uh, give me a second. He is. Was it nine of his last 40 or something like that? He's been just brutal. Um, yeah, I think he's nine of his last 40 with a, with a home run or something like that. He's just been – he's been awful. He's been yeah. Awful. I, I, for th- I'm sorry, nine for 34 with a home run and six RBIs the last 10 games. Well, he, look, the Met fans are very excited with the way they're, they're playing, rightfully so. Yeah. The Mets players are excited. There should be nobody anywhere – as excited that the Mets are winning at the clip that they are than Francisco Lindor, because if they ever didn't, mm-hmm. he would start to hear it because yep. he has, he has not lived up to what you thought you were getting through. Yep. And this is again, much like this is why Yankee fans got so upset about Stanton. These are supposed to be the glory years, you know, right. down the road, there's going to be those years that, well, you know what? He's, he's kind of over the hill. We're still paying him, but we got those early years. These are supposed to be the glory years right now. And he has yeah. not so far lived up to the player you thought you were getting. Yep, there's no doubt about that. And uh, actually, the you know, the Mets are playing the Giants, I think, at a pretty good time. Giants have a you know, four-game losing streak going on. They're 22 and 18. They've been playing well, but they 11 and 10 at home, which is crazy because, you know, the Mets are 15 and 7 away, but that means they're, they're 13 and 8, so they actually have played better away than at home, which is a little scary. Yeah, it's it's weird. The Mets have not really had like is as great as they're playing. They haven't usually you you play great, but there's there's one section of that playing great that stands out. They've just been consistent the entire mm-hmm. time. 
Yep. They don't really win six in a row, but they don't lose three in a row. So right. uh, they've been very impressive so far. They didn't have DeGrom, haven't missed a beat. I know it's just fresh, but they lost Scherzer, win another series. So there, there's reason for Met fans to be excited with the way this team is playing, and uh, they, they've been, they have been fantastic so far. It's, it's really about keeping the ship together, keeping it float, afloat. Mm-hmm. And trying to keep winning series, Gordon, that's all you can do. And with the pitching and the injuries, I mean, James McCann is hurt. So they've, they've had their share of injuries. And for me, this is – a little adversity always comes up. You know it was coming. You're not going to have oh, any purpose. Absolutely. You knew it was coming. And so for me – and guess what? There's going to be more. There's going to be more adversity oh, coming. There's going to be much more. And, and, and just for me – and you know this because he was your guy uh, – as a Met fan, I just feel comfortable that I've got a manager who can get them through it. No matter what it is, he's seen it. So he can get them through it. It's not a panic where, as Willie Randolph used to always say, he used to always tell me, you have to make sure as the manager that you keep things focused because they look to you. If they see panic in you, then they will panic. So I, I just you're, you're confident that a guy who's seen just about everything can, you know, get them through the ship and to get them through the storm before they find a way to get some pitching. Yeah, I, I mean, they're in a good spot. Um, you know, until if, if there ever happens that the Braves wake up and get rolling, that might make you feel a little nervous. But, uh, you know, the Phillies, I don't think the Phillies are going to be some some juggernaut anytime. So I, I was joking. I would take a healthy Max Scherzer off the Mets and give him to the Phillies, and I still don't know if the Phillies could catch the Mets. So... I'm not really worried about the Phillies. I'm not worried about the Nationals. I'm not worried about um, the uh, the Marlins. So, yeah, they're in a good spot. They're in a good spot with uh, with where they're at, and just keep rolling, keep piling up those wins, keep yeah. piling those wins up. That's what you got to do. That's what you have to do. And uh, you know, I see that Philly and Atlanta tied for second start of the night. There's eight games out behind the Mets. So, you know, this is a this is an important trip. So if they can just keep winning series and just keep holding on. That's, you know, that's what you expect. As far as the Yankees are concerned, Gordon, I mean, listen, uh, they've been great. I mean, every, t- every time I look at a, a sport, they're winning, they're winning, they're winning. Tough, tough doubleheader yesterday. I get it. You're not going to win them all. But still, even without guys really with the, as I said, the, the, non, the non-circular lineup that Yankee fans are used to having, where it's just, you know, the pitcher has no rest. He's just like, there's no place where you can take a breather. It's just a circular lineup of nothing but hitters. With not having that, I mean, they've, Yankees have played very well. They've been great. Best record in baseball, Gordon. Hey, uh, it's been amazing. I, I don't. It does kind of feel like a little too good to be true. Um, that they're not... I, I, the fact that they're being mentioned in the same breath as the 98 Yankees, yeah. I don't think that that is, um, is, is what they're going to end up playing like. But there are some, unlike the Mets, I think that there are some glaring areas of need with the Yankees. Center fielder Aaron Hicks has not done the job at all. Uh, if he does not get going soon, I think that that is clearly uh, an area to upgrade offensively. And then you have the questions about the bullpen. The pitching has been good. The starting pitching has been excellent. Mm-hmm. But that that one spot, you know, you're going to have to – you got to get something out of that spot. If you're yeah. going to have catcher not be an offensive position, fine. If you're going to have shortstop that you're not really looking for a run producer there, you got to figure out – you can't have three spots in an order that are, that are giving you nothing. Yeah. 
You're absolutely right about that. All right, Gordon, tomorrow night we will follow the Rangers in game four. What were your thoughts on what they did yesterday afternoon? I, you know, I was I was kind of impressed because after watching, especially game two, game two to me, if there was a word to use about the Rangers game two loss, it was demoralizing because they fell down one nothing and it never felt it never felt close. It never felt like they were on the cusp of scoring a goal. They had one goal and two games down there. Uh, so for them to come back and get the goal early, not just to get a, an early lead, but just to score a goal because it had been so long. I thought that that was impressive. Now, that said, I do think Carolina is just simply a better team. If the Rangers go out and lose tomorrow night, it'll sting. But once you have a week or two after the season is over to kind of look back, I really don't think that anybody can be all that upset with the way things have gone, even if you do lose in five games. So we'll see. Game three makes you feel like there's some hope. Go get a win in game four, and it'll be a whole new series. The one thing that will give Ranger fans hope is Carolina does not score a lot. So no. if you can get, like you did last night, two, three goals, you'll win the game. They, they, their job is to make sure you don't score because they can't score. <laughs> so, so that's what they do. So if you can get on the board easy, do the same things you did last yesterday afternoon, you're going back to, to uh, Carolina with the series tied to two. It'll have a whole different feel because Absolutely. after watching that game too, you're just like, oh man, these guys are just better. These guys are, just, and and it's about the stars. The stars showed up for them yesterday. Zabinajad mm-hmm. had that big goal. Igor was fantastic as well. So let's see if they can get the equalizer tomorrow. That's right. All right, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Brian Thomas, thank you very much. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.